Hello, brothers, and welcome back to KKSI Presents. I'm your host, Bonko, National Vice President for Student Affairs, and I am very grateful for the opportunity to be a part of this production. Of course, I could not do any of this on my own. I have some amazing help from our National Communications Team, our Student Advisor Committee, and a special shout out to our editor, Ryan Smith, for all of his hard work and dedication to KKSI. So to all of our returning listeners, welcome back and thank you so much once again for your support. And for those of you joining us for the first time, welcome to our show. We appreciate you taking the time to join us today and to listen in. This podcast is, of course, brought to you by Kappa Kappa Psi National Honorary Band Fraternity. The purpose of this series is to provide some insight, some helpful tips, suggestions, and to simply showcase the different voices of the brotherhood in an, in an entertaining fashion that will hopefully keep you coming back. Now, today's guests are joining us all the way from the SAD and the, uh, the uh, WD, so in more specifically, South Carolina and California. These brothers are currently serving as presidents for their respective districts, and I'm very excited to see what they do with their time. So without further delay, let's pass things over to our guests for official introductions. Hello, brothers. My name is Tarshay Odom. I am from the Zeta Eta chapter at South Carolina State University. I am a senior music education major with a minor in history. And currently I am serving as your Southeast District President. Um, <laughs> fun fact about me is that I'm a French horn player and I hate French horn players that play on trumpet mouthpieces. Noted. Noted. We'll have, we'll have to make sure that happens at NIB. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tarshay. Nicole. Hello, brothers. My name is Nicole Gage. I'm from the New Sigma chapter at Cal Poly Pomona. Um, I'm actually a graduate student researching seismology and geophysics. Um, and this year, I am the Western District President. Uh, things about me, my undergraduate degree is in physics, and I've played middle school played clarinet since middle school, um, and I'm self-taught. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you both so much for joining us today. Uh, very excited for this episode and very excited to have you both help us kick off our highlights of our district presence for the 2020-2021 uh, term. So speaking of 2020, it is it has been the longest decade that I have been alive for. So 2020, how has it been for you so far? How has this new normal been for you? We'll, we'll start with Nicole. To put it shortly, it's been a roller coaster. It didn't start off well for me, actually, because, well, actually, it, it started off really nice because I was elected district president. So that was really cool. But two days after, I got very, 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 very sick. And with COVID-19, um, all of the nurses and doctors turned me away, couldn't go to any emergency rooms um, because I could walk. Um, so best guess after three weeks is um, I had untreated bronchitis, got very lucky, didn't turn into pneumonia. But after those three weeks, <laughs> um, I'm it's difficult to describe because we're still going through it. But for the most part, I'm doing pretty good. I'm adapting much better than I thought I would to, you know, shelter in place, going on and off of being mandatory in California and living near L.A. Um, and then with the Black Lives Matter movement going on and so much tension, um, there's a lot of stuff I could not predict 
Um, but overall, I think I'm doing okay. I'm enjoying having more free time than sitting in traffic, getting gas, finding parking. Um, so overall, okay. <laughs> Gotcha. Yeah, definitely been been a lot happening again in this 2020 decade. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Trisha, how about you? How's this new normal for you? 2020 is a year in the books already. <laughs> um, can I say normal? Nothing is normal about this. Um, 2020 is testing us personally, spiritually, mentally, nationally. It is testing us right now. Um, going, transferring over to virtual status for like school stuff, that was very hard, very troubling because I don't like sitting in front of a computer all the time doing work. It's, it's very mind-boggling, very boring at times. Um, but nothing normal about this. Working still, glad about that. So, um, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, thank you both so much for sharing it. I mean, honestly, it, it has been a roller coaster ride. And like, I agree, there's really nothing normal about this. Um, so from there, I, I you know, 2020, let's kind of put that aside for a bit because uh, I want to know a little bit more about your past and your history. So I'm going to ask you, how did you get involved with music in KK Psy? We'll uh, start with Tarche. Well, um, my, my story is very funny. Um, been a French horn player. First of all, I started music at an early age of five, learned how to play the piano at that age. Um, got into middle school. My band director said, what you want to sign up for? I said, flute. He gave me that. And then he said, a year later, he said, no, you're going to a French horn. I said, okay. Yeah, finished high school, got into college, got recruited um, by some great band directors here at South Carolina State. And I guess from there is watching those brothers before me in this in the chapter, how involved they were in the music field, playing their instruments in different ensembles. It made me want to get more involved even before becoming a brother. So um, joining different ensembles such as the French Horn Choir, um, Brass Quintet, Wind Ensemble, and some fun bands. So um, yeah, and then I became a brother and still involved in all those ensembles. Um, I'm getting ready to actually bring back the French Horn Choir. So, um, but being in KKSI has definitely built, inspired me more to focus more on my music, especially being that it is my major, so. Yeah, awesome. And, and what, what year did you join KKSI? I am a spring 2018 initiate. Okay, okay, very cool. Much appreciated, awesome. Thank you so much. Nicole, what about you? So with music, very much the same thing as Tarche is I wanted to play flute in elementary school. It's the cutest instrument. It sounds amazing, but I can't play it for my life. I just, I can't make a sound. So little, <laughs> I asked my teacher, what is the closest instrument to a flute? And he said the clarinet because they sit next to each other. So literally the closest. Yeah, he, that is what he told me. So that is now why I play clarinet like 20 something years later. And I, I loved it so much. And even though I went into a STEM field, music and those people were always my people. 
and that's where my school family was. Um, I, I actually colonized the New Sigma chapter, um, November 18, 2017. Um, so my, my introduction to Kappa Kappa Psi is not normal for most people. Um, I did not even hear about it until I think my fourth year in school. And I was working to be vice president of the colony and then I ended up being the colony president, chapter president. And um, it was a really hard time. It took a long time to colonize, but what it did, what it's been doing for our department the last three years is amazing. It's a completely different program now. My band director is helped um, and he's not thinking about what to do for the department on his own anymore. He has his little, his little minions and it's absolutely amazing to see that all the time I put into getting this organization on my campus and seeing it flourish and quadruple in size in just three years and I'm incredibly proud of being the 16th active chapter in the Western District right now. Um, cool. So it's, it was not a traditional introduction, but I think it gives me a very unique point of view to the organization. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so both so much. And just wanted to add in there as well is that I am and have always been a flute player. <laughs> slash piccolo player and I no one I was such a bad musician that they're like no you sit because there were so many flutes already like they sit near the end so I will proudly stick to the flute <laughs> very cool all right so my next question for you all is looking back over um you know looking back at your KKSI experience wanted to ask you and this is pretty hard for for some people and it may not be for you but I wanted to know what was your favorite thing or memory or aspect about KK side. So for example, I may say Jessica Lee's my favorite part, but she's on the nice right now with me. I'm just kidding. Uh, so she's not, <laughs> she's not my favorite part anymore, but I will say student advisory committee, honestly, like serving as VPSA um, has been amazing because of the students leaders that I get to work with. So again, it doesn't have to be a memory, but overall, like what is your favorite thing, memory or aspect of KK side? I think my, my favorite memory, my favorite thing is actually seeing the reactions of my chapter brothers and watching them talk about how we can make an impact in our community, how to t help our director of bands and seeing them not just, you know, reading from a book, but they're working together now as a unit and, and seeing that flourish from where it didn't exist before it's it, it blows my mind sometimes and I've cried a couple times just being so happy and in particular I think my favorite memory was watching my little um get find out that he was going to get a little of his own because he has waited a few years and for me that was such a weird sense of accomplishment because I started from not even knowing from what Kappa Kappa Psi is to installing it, to passing on enough confidence and empowerment to my little, to feel confident to take on his own little, where he is now the current 
chapter president. And for me, that was one of my favorite experiences was watching just how special that was for him. Yeah, yeah, I know that's that's deep, and that that really is special to to see somebody in your family, your little kind of grow up and and kind of right before your eyes. So that's amazing, awesome. Well, thank you so much, Tarshay. What about you? What's your favorite thing, memory, or aspect of KK side? Well, right now, one memory that's very very dear to my heart is actually being able to attend Centennial last year at um, yeah. at National Convention. Um, I enjoyed that so much because um, at first I did not think that we was going to have as many brothers as we did to attend with us. And for our chapter to go together and actually drive 16 hours to just attend (laughs) in that one vehicle together, it was amazing. Um, The bonds that we built just on that trip to go and spend time eating out with other brothers from Mm -hmm. around the country and, you know, that's one one memory, but also one thing that's very really dear to my heart is actually being able to encourage brothers and get to work work with different brothers to actually um, get them to understand how to be better leaders, how mm-hmm. to involve their chapters, to work with better relationships with their directors of bands and their sponsors. So um, that has been something very impactful, especially within this past year. Yeah, no, that's that's really powerful, and uh, sort of leads me to my my next question here. Actually, uh, before I do that, I just want to say, you know, yes, Centennial was fantastic, but I don't know if any of you remember that heat, how hot it was in that auditorium. I mean, that was not my that was my least favorite part about KK side so far. Is that, that how hot it was? <laughs> um, Pool what's up? Pool of sweat just walking across the campus. Oh my gosh, it it really was. Um, Oh my gosh. I don't even know how, how most people dealt with it, but I mean, I got to a point where I was like, I think I may pass out in front of the entire delegation, but I'm glad um, we're not going back to Oklahoma a little bit, <laughs> just a little bit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, and just a disclaimer, if Jessica is listening, you are close to my favorite, but student advisory committee has my heart. So before I get in trouble, I just want to put that disclaimer out there. So, um, Tarsha, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, what you've, you know, you're part of your, your favorite experience so far. Um, and I'm, I believe it has something to do with you being a district officer. And the reason I'm asking this question is because not everyone has the opportunity to serve as a district officer. And a lot of people don't know what that means, what, what goes into it and what happens behind the scenes. So I just want to ask you, you tell us a little bit more about your experience as a district officer so far. Okay. So, um, April 4th will always be a day I will never forget. Uh, That was the day I was elected as Southeast District President. And since that day, (laughs) it's it's still a little bit like, no, you're not President. But yes, you are. Um, So right now, honestly, within the just the two, three months, three months so far, um, it has definitely been a way that I have. Man, I actually try to just connect with my district a little more. Um, I'm trying to get people to understand who I am on a business level and a personal level because a lot of times I sense people don't I sense people don't try to reach out to their district officers as much unless it's about business. And I don't want that. I don't want that approach all the time. I'm not just I'm not gonna have a business hat on 24-7. I'm a different I'm a people person. 
I do. I am very shy at times, but I also like to interact. I like to talk. I like to cut up. I like to have fun. So um, right now, my experience, making sure I stick to the uh, planning that we have set out so far, um, making sure that I continue to reach out to my district faithfully, even either on every day or every other day basis so that they know I'm still here. I'm not just sitting behind a computer, not doing nothing. I want to reach out. I want to talk every day. I want to know how y'all doing, how y'all handling 2020 so far, especially with everything taking place in the world. Like if you need to talk, like I always tell anyone, if they need to talk, I'm here to talk. I'm not afraid to, to voice my opinion, just like you shouldn't be. I mean, our opinion is our opinion. So um, Mm -hmm. right now, my experience as a district officer so far has been very fun, but also <laughs> very, very, a little stressful at times. Yeah, yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much. And, you know, I I, I, I appreciate hearing that. Uh, was it yesterday? There was a, an SED um, social call, which I thought was a fantastic idea. So love to hear that. And just a quick story is that, like, uh, I don't know if Farshay remembers this, but I'm going to call him out real quick, is I tried to talk to, to him at a NatCon you know, cause I was running at that point and he, I don't know if he was shy or for what he was feeling. He was very, like, nah, it was just very, like, um, it was very shy because I knew that you was running. So yeah, I was, I was shy. He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I was like, Oh, okay. I just kind of sat down for a second. I was like, I don't know what the, the thinker say about this, but you know, I won't put you on blast. I don't know if people, you know, if this is considered putting you on blast, then I, then go ahead and fast forward. So anyways, put me on blast. Nicole, what about you? <laughs> yeah, so my experience as district officer so far is not relatable to being a chapter officer mm. in almost every way, but in, in the best of ways, because I'm finally learning what it means to be a president and the impact that has on people when you are not on and just just learning that my job is not to create programming it's not to create workshops it's to empower my council and that I use my position I use my I don't know my authority so to speak to give them a voice to give them a a a stage mm-hmm. to get their expertise out and for me to see that just how amazing Megan, Angie and Joey have been so far and mm-hmm. we live states away. It's, it, it blows my mind how productive we've been able to be through a pandemic, through a virtual environment and everything else going on. Um, so for me, that it, it, in that aspect, it's been absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And just the relationships I've built so far with all the district officers, all the district presidents, my council, mm-hmm. governors, national leadership, it's, it, I can't quite put it into words just how special it's been. And it's only been like three months. Um, but another part of that is there's so much that I just don't know. <laughs> you know, how do I encourage people to be excited for fall when we don't even know what fall looks like. Mm-hmm. You know, so those are kind of the things I'm asking myself of how do you be a leader 
when no one's been through this before. Yeah. So it's, I don't know if I have a word for that, but that's definitely one of the biggest experiences I could not have predicted. Mm -hmm. But personally, I've grown so much in such a short amount of time that I feel more confident in helping people. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a hard thing to describe and (laughs) to have this opportunity is something I wish more people saw. Mm -hmm. And I want to help people want to join the district council. And it's, it's, it makes me speechless sometimes because I was in shock probably four days after I was elected. Yeah. Like it didn't seem real. And yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I, I, you're, so thank you for sharing that. You're definitely, you know, especially that first part of definitely just like speaking something that I, fully believe in is the fact that like, you know, oftentimes you look at the president, you know, there's sometimes like they're the quarterback, they're, they're the, the center snare, like they're that person that everyone has their eyes on. And to be able to utilize that influence and that clout you have to be able to bring in others and, and share that spotlight and, and highlight them is an incredible, an incredible opportunity for any leader. And um, I think from what you're sh- from what you shared in the second part, to me, I would call it impact. And I, you know, the the opportunity to create impact, the uh, the opportunity to create impact in the unknown. There's something terrifying, but also very exhilarating about that unknown and then the opportunity. Because even though here's the thing, though, like, you know, that, that what I've been telling people is like, yeah, you may not know, we may not know about fall right now, but we could have, you know, let's say, you know, Corona kind of like held off for a little bit and we were in fall and we were all ready for fall. And then all of a sudden Corona hits, like that would have been an unknown too. So, you know, this, this really is a great opportunity and I'm, I'm very excited to see what you and, and the rest of the district, um, uh, you know, all the district officers do. So, you know, with, with that being said, um, you know, looking forward with your term and looking at what you know now, I wanted to ask you as, a district president, not, not as a district officer, not as, you know, like the, the person for your district council, but just you as an individual, you as like you as a district president, what is your one number one goal that you would like to achieve during this term as DP? So if there's a number one goal, which has definitely adapted the last three months, cause I had my campaign. Um, it's on the same track, but if with everything we're experiencing now, I want my district membership to know that they can make a difference in this fraternity. They can make a difference for their brothers. Mm. And if there is something so deeply important to them, they have so many opportunities to make a positive impact on others. Mm-hmm. That, And when they get those opportunities, they need to go for it. And you're going to be scared. Everyone's been scared. No one knows what they're doing. And I want to empower them to take action on what they know is right and to challenge the status quo. And no matter in what context or if it's just as something small like a friend group or Mm -hmm. their chapter, their band program, district level, national level, 
whatever it might be, that I can show them that if I can do this, that they can. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I, if I can instill that in at least one person, Mm -hmm. I know that I achieved my goal as district president. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. And I, I think that's great. And I think, you know, sometimes people do overlook that, that impact that, you know, that individual impact you could have, um, with, with your, uh, your members of, of your district. Um, and they just kind of look at the programming, the logistical. And I think something that you had mentioned that I definitely vibe with is no more paralysis by analysis, right? There's so many unknowns at this point. Like we can let that unknown, that fear hold us back. But at this point, we need to take action. We need to do something, right? We need to, to figure out a plan and whatever that means. If we mess up, we mess up and we lead into that failure and we get back up and we do it again. We, we do something better. We improve on something. So I, I appreciate that. Tarshia, what about you? What's your number one goal as DP? Well, um, my platform before even election, it was about equality right off back. Um, and like Nicole said, it has evolved. Um, my platform has evolved to so much better. Um, NCD, we used that. We used a, um, a little quote: "Strength, excellence, diversity," and we we use that. But right now, how much how much strength is in diversity? How much of that excellence is in that diversity? How are we working together as a brotherhood? So. As district president right now, my goal, honestly, is to make sure that our brotherhood in the SED and even across the entire organization understands that brotherhood is something true. It's real. How can you call me your brother when you're doing certain things behind my back? That's not brother. It's not brotherly. So um, my focus is to make sure that our district understands that brotherhood, fellowship, and bonding together it's something that needs to be genuine. It needs to be something mm-hmm. real and comes from the heart. Um, if you if you didn't want to be part of a brotherhood, you shouldn't have joined this organization mm-hmm. right off the bat. And mm-hmm. if we can't accept one another for who we are, then you shouldn't have joined this organization. And um, as district president, it's, it's going to be my job to make sure that my council and their platforms, whatever they are trying to push, gets achieved. Because... Every last one of my district officers thus far, including our webmaster and parliamentarian that just got into office, their mm-hmm. platforms are amazing. And it's genuine and it's real and it's something that's going to better our district. So um, my goal is to push that. Yeah. And that's what I want. No, I appreciate it. And that, that is really powerful, especially in this time where, again, we have COVID, we have um, the fact that many of us have not seen each other in person, shared a hug, done our handshake um you know there's been there's just so there's just so much happening right now we can't even like be together in band um and and play music together because of the illness because of everything going on and that brotherhood is so important and how you know how do we double down on that how do we continue to share that and develop that aspect of of brotherhood and, and the bond that we have with one another and just not even just maintain it, but to further that bond as well. So I, I think that's incredible. So, uh, from there, you know, so you shared with us your number one goal as DP. Now, you, uh, you know, I don't want you to, to share too much, you know, cause we want to leave, uh, some, some secrecy, uh, for, for the district to, to find out 
you know, with up the, uh, the upcoming months, but if you could share one or two things that your council as a whole has been working on, um, wow. Harsha, we'll start with you. Okay. My apologies. I was getting ready to start speaking. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> so to not jump the broom, um, we, the district, the Southeast district council is working very, very hard. Um, Actually, the day after elections, we were on it. We were talking about things we wanted to do, things that we wanted to push forward. Um, right now, we are um, doing our Focus Connections Bro to Bro Pallet program. Um, that is a program where, our, where brothers from different chapters connect with individual brothers from different different chapters and to, to see how well would this program work out. And we want to push that because mm -hmm. the individual bond is something because we already do chapter pen pals with each other. So mm -hmm. the individual bond is something that um, is very special. And you, and you don't know what type of connections you could build. Lifelong connections um, mm -hmm. for your work environment, networking, all that stuff could take place. So that's a program that I'm very proud that Madeline Lee, our vice president of programs, definitely something she bought to play and I'm loving mm -hmm. it. Um, but as far as the entire council, honestly, we're working. And when I say that we're working, we have a new out. We have a new, new thing coming this fall. And right now, we're just trying to make sure that we get all the logistics down packed with it. Because once we present it, we don't want it to be no loopholes, nothing. We want to make sure that it's for all of us, not one person, not just one race, not one just one gender, for all of us. So, um. Right now, I'm just going to say that that diversity is real and it's coming. I love it. I love it. So pay attention, everybody, uh, and, and be on the lookout for updates and just to see what is going to happen. And again, our student leaders are putting a lot of work, um, which, I, again, I'm, I'm super, super excited for and very proud of. So, um, Nicole, what about you? What is, um, what is that one or two things that your council has been working on? So a few things we've been working on, um, it's, it, it, it's absolutely amazing because, so Megan, our VP, she's looking into creating podcasts so people can learn about upcoming events and how to do different things through the year. Mm -hmm. And then Angie, our Sectrej, is putting together budget workshops. One will be mm -hmm. happening in the next week. Um, for anyone to learn about the financial side of Cali Kappa Psi and how to put together a budget, mm -hmm. how to just start getting more involved in your chapter. And then Joey, our member at large, has finally figured out a decade-long issue we've had, which is our emailing system mm -hmm. and just how to keep out bugs and all this. Um, so he's been absolutely amazing with that. And in general, with all of the you know, COVID-19 and all of the racial tension, awareness, and everything going on. Um, just like the Southeast District, we have a couple of programs that we've been working on, which, you know, in some ways, I do apologize that our district has appeared quiet, um, because we know that we want to do action and not just put something on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And that to us is incredibly important. We've had additional meetings outside of our numerous meetings <laughs> that mm -hmm. are required every year and or every week. And mm -hmm. um, they're going to be, in, you know, announced sometime in the next few weeks, hopefully mm -hmm. within a month. 
And just like Tarshady said, it's they're designed for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, for everyone to learn, educate. And I am I'm so honored to be able to have a council who can put this together and put this out because what Tarshay and I are working on has never existed in our organization yet. Mm -hmm. And um, it's something we don't take lightly. Um, There's a lot. Yeah. Very very powerful stuff. And, you know, I mean, just, I mean, it's very powerful stuff and it's, it's going to be powerful and it's going to have, and sometimes, you know, we look at the things that we do and um, it's, 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 I mean, I'll just say it, the impact that we see is probably just the tip of the iceberg because that impact sometimes, you know, as you're serving in the leadership role, we don't really see that impact for years to come. And uh, so I'm just excited to see how this all unfolds and see how it all plays out and just to see you all in your element um, and continue to do and, and drive the very important passionate topics that affect all of us. Right. We should all we should all care about these these topics and we should really care about like how I mean, I, I guess what, what for me, like to, when, when people say the next hundred years, the next hundred years. Fantastic. But what does that look like? And and if you were to ask me that now, these are the things that uh, that, you know, I uh, to me, I'm honestly like it's 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 expected now. Like the, like this starts here. It starts with that diversity. It starts with the brothers. It starts with, with who we are and figuring out that, um, you know, figuring out how we can make sure that everyone, one feels safe, feels wanted, feels that they are welcome, feels that they belong. Um, you know, so, so this is incredible work that I'm extremely, extremely excited for. So, um, you know, with that being said, you, I think that you all just kind of showed a side or a, um, an aspect of who you are as individuals, but I want to, I guess, more directly, um, ask you, how has your experience in KK side help shape who you are now? My experience in Cap Kappa Psi, there is no way I would have been able to become as empathetic as I am now. And even though I am still working on that every single day, there were just some experiences I've had and just some community building exercises and harsh lessons I had to learn that in summary, that words matter. The way you say something, where you say it, who you say it to, the platform you say it, that words matter when you say them and when you hear them. And, you know, through my field of study, Um, I've never been artistic or expressive. So for me to have to learn how to be very artful and learn how to practice um, empathic listening is not natural for me. And it's getting easier. I, I have those now, but I know I can always do better. And, you know, and through that, I've been able to you know, look and really reflect on my leadership style and understand that I can always take an extra step back and let people run on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, and that that's why for me being district president and learning the difference between chapter and district president mm-hmm. is really letting that, you know, letting go of those details, letting go of that power and just 
pushing other people up because, you know, I kind of took, before this year, I took sort of a step back um, um, with like leadership positions in Cap Kappa Psi so I can time to just go through the motions and enjoy the products. And that gave me an entire year to compare my leadership style with leaders that I respect and I look up to. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I realized is that they would listen to me. They would never give off the impression that they didn't care what I was saying or what I was going through. Even if it was something very meaning, meaningless and drama related, it, it still affected me. And for them to just be like, you know, I'm always here to listen. Mm-hmm. And most of these people were, you know, my current band director, um, and other directors who have come and gone. And um, that's that that one year, this past year, is what flipped my leadership style. Yeah. Um, because I can't do everything. And more often than not, I'm probably wrong. You know, so learning that humility mm-hmm. and learning to ask for help, like, Mm-hmm. That is hope. That that's that's been the biggest thing that's shaped me into who I am today. Yeah. Learning those lessons the hard way, um, yeah. and some of it sucks. You know, I won't lie, but ultimately, it made me a better person. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that was very deep stuff. Very, very powerful stuff. So thank you so much for sharing. And you know, I I think you should speak to my mother and, and share maybe share some tips about how to be. Um, empathetic because uh she's sort of lacking on that side of things but anyways Tarshay, what about you it is so funny how uh, how how much me and nicole do have in common um i'm definitely uh, a leo so um sometimes you are what now i am a leo Oh, goodbye i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) so sometimes asking for help is definitely a struggle. Um, before before South becoming Southeast District President, I served as Chapter President. Um, even before that, I was just a, a service committee chair before coming Chapter President. And in my mind, you know, it has always been of do it myself, do it myself. I'm gonna get it done before you know, because once I ask you to help me, and once you don't move right away. I'll be like, man, bump it. I'm going to do it by myself. Um, Becoming a brother, and especially within the Zeta Eta chapter, not even just our active brothers, but our alumni brothers that are still active within the organization, um, they were always willing to help. They were always willing to give advice, and it was some great advice. So shaping me as a person today, and to also become district president, it has me able to learn. I learn how to delegate more and I learn how not to micromanage. Um, I learned to just, you say you was going to do the job. I'm going to leave it in your hands that you're going to get the job done. Um, also a little, maybe this may be seen as a little bad at sometimes, but, um, it also shaped me to put up a guard at times against certain people because everyone is not for you. And that, that traced back to that whole brotherhood thing. So um, it put, it put up a guard. So I really try my best to make sure that um, 
I'll be as genuine, as real as as ever. Because, you know, if you turn your back on me and you bite my finger off, then guess what? That karma is gonna come back. So um I'm just that person that honestly I enjoy what the brotherhood has shown me. Um I'm proud of the leader that I am of today. I, I love my my council, I love my district, and I have yeah. enjoyed working with some great national leaders thus far. I don't know who you're talking about, but I, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, I think that's great. And that's to me, you know, and the reason I asked this one is because I'm curious. Um, two is because I think so often we think about KK Psy when, especially when we join that like one, we don't realize that it, our time as actives is going to end and our opportunity, especially the special opportunity you have right now as district presidents is going to come to an end at some point. And when you look at leadership development, when you look, oh yeah, just wait, just wait until until that election happens and then your old news, oh, it, it hits you, it hits you. It's like, turn the page. Um, <laughs> but when you, when you look at leadership opportunities and you look at leadership development, uh, there's honestly, especially, you know, and you'll, you'll start to learn this in the real world as well as that, like, there's just not a lot of that in, in the real world. You're sort of just expected to show up and be your best self. and it's like, well, leadership, like I, I haven't had any training. I, I don't know what, what I'm supposed to do. And that's why to me, like, I think it's beyond the music aspect, beyond, you know, all the service aspect, you know, all that plays into the, uh, you know, adds to the foundation of the fact that this is personal development. This is not just leadership development. This is helping create who you are. This is helping shape who you're going to be and how you're going to add to our society and how you're going to, you know, just be a good citizen, just be a good human being. So I'm <clears throat> very, very thankful that you both shared that. That means a lot. It also helps me know a little bit more about you and um, just kind of keep my eyes on things and just see like, all right, so that, you know, because a part of being a national leader is kind of like you were all talking about developing those within your council and in your district. You know, for me, I'm secretly, secretly also looking at how can I provide opportunities for you to continue to grow as well. So thank you so much for sharing. <clears throat> so now the next question or series of questions, because I, I just changed it up in my mind. So what's going to happen? So who, who just spoke? Tarsha, you spoke last, right? All right. I'm going to ask a series of questions and I'm, I'm, I'm going to need you to respond within like two seconds. The first thing that comes to your mind and it's just going to go Tarsha, Nicole, Tarsha, Nicole. Like after I ask each question, it's just going to go it's right, rapid fire. All right. So, and, and our, to our listeners, this is just, this is for you to get to know them. And if, you know, whatever they, they respond with, like, feel free to, to put them on blast for it. All right. So first question, favorite candy bar, Parche. Reese's Cups. Nicole. Oh, same question. Same question. Oh, Reese's. <laughs> gotcha. Uh, favorite cereal. Ooh. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, Cheerios, who that Cheerios? Okay. I was going to say, I have a bowl of Cheerios right in front of me. <laughs> okay, okay, um, let's see. The next question is going to be, um, favorite menu on, favorite item on the McDonald's menu? <laughs> <laughs> Mine's gonna be a double quarter pounder with no pickle and back sauce. Okay. Mine is a uh, one of those small, simple 
like child cheeseburgers with no pickles and mac sauce. Okay. Okay. If you could live anywhere, like, like no, not looking at cost or travel or work, if you could live in any city in the world, where would you live? Sydney. Sydney, because okay. I love it. Okay. It would definitely be <laughs> um, Honolulu. <laughs> okay. Okay. Great. Um, my next question for you is if there was any animal that could represent you in your spirit, what would that animal be? Lion. Sloth. Okay. Okay. Very, very <laughs> different. Um, and my last question here is your favorite national officer. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Okay. Um, mm. actually my last question, nope, delete, delete that question. My last, my last actual fun question is if you could do one thing for the rest of your life, it doesn't have to be a job. It doesn't have to be like just one thing that just brings you the most joy. What would that be? And it could be eating at McDonald's. That's okay, right? It could be literally anything. Like if there's That's one nasty. thing that could look, respect, right? This is a this is a, a safe zone. So if there's one thing that you could do for the rest of your life every single day, what would that be? Dance. Love it. Dance. I think wake up motivated. Okay. It's, that was it's, deeper it's, than I it's, thought. It's, it looks, it's super deep, but if I wake up motivated and make my favorite cup of coffee, mm -hmm. I can do anything that day. Like, I love it. I love it. Tarsha hates coffee, apparently, so I guess he doesn't like to be motivated. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No, I love dancing. I also love being motivated. Um, everything that you all mentioned, I will also eat. So thank you so much for your fun questions. And I, you know, I'm... I'm not a liar, but I, I, I like to fib. So my actual last question here is you're driving a car, right? So put yourself in this, in this situation, you're driving a car. I mean, you both have your license, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, like you haven't. Okay. Never mind. Um, so you're both driving a car, you're driving down the road, whatever road that, that needs to be, that's up to you. And you see a spider coming down. What do you do? <laughs> While you're driving full speed. Well, what I have done is slap the passenger next to me to deal with it. <laughs> what if there's nobody? Well, um, my first reaction is I am going to start cursing and I'm going to start flipping out in the car, okay? But I might end up slapping the spider, okay? I might turn the wheel really quickly. <laughs> okay, okay. I was going to say stop the car, set it on fire, but that, that also works. I feel, I feel like that's more reasonable, so... <laughs> all right so fun questions and I, i'm very glad thank you both for, for playing along i don't think i've put anybody through that sort of uh hot seat yet so um it's gonna be a lot of pressure for the uh for the for the rest of the uh the district presidents now so um i just wanted to to say once again thank you so much for your willingness to answer of these questions to play along to um you know be deep about some of the questions and just be vulnerable and, and just being honest as well so i've asked a lot of questions my last question for you a serious question is what piece of advice can you share with our listeners who would like to maybe serve at a higher level someday maybe are searching for leadership opportunities or just potentially want to create some sort of positive change for their community 
their chapter, their program, whatever it is. What piece of advice do you have? And we'll start with Nicole. Um, I think a piece of advice for serving at a higher level, searching for opportunities, is understanding that leadership begins with you. No one else and no title will be able to teach you leadership. Um, actually, I think Bong told me this a few weeks ago, but leadership is personal development, which is why it's so dang hard for anyone to be a leader. You have to go through it and learn. You have to learn humility. You have to learn empathic listening because if people don't like the impression you're giving and perception you're giving, you won't be there long. So if you want to serve at a higher level, you want to understand what that means for you. What do you want to do for you or for others? Um, creating positive change. You got to understand what it means to you. Is it personal? Are you trying to help someone in need? You want to make a positive change? Do you want to create programming that's never existed? Um, there needs to be a reason besides I want the title because that becomes real obvious and you're kicked out real quick. <laughs> yeah. But um, I think it's turning the conversation inwards and learning those hard lessons, whatever they look like to you. Um, um, and I only say this because that, that is the road I took. Um, yeah. but, Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. When you first said leadership starts with you, automatically I was like, no, it doesn't. It starts with L. But I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. So, no, appreciate that a lot. Tarshay, what about you? What's your one piece of advice? Once again, I love I love it because um, Nicole just honestly just, just said everything. Um, what, but to, to trickle back to what she was talking about, um, you cannot pretend to be someone else. You have to be yourself. When stepping into that role, if you don't have the understanding that you have to put self aside and put others now before you, then you're going to have a problem. You're going to get put out of that position. Um, thinking, thinking to this, thinking to our organization, thinking to KK5, we have a diverse group of individuals within our organization. And within this organization, we have to put we have to put everyone in that one bubble, not having several different bubbles, but everyone has to go into that same bubble. If one thing happens to this person in this situation, of course it has to happen to the same person that in that other situation. You have to be fair across the board. Self aside, think of the organization, think of how what type of impact that you will have. Um I just find it very, very slight hearted that, you know, people get into these positions and they think about just that one person or just that one, one race or that one set of gender. You can't do that. Not when you have a co-educational fraternity, you can't do that because you never know what you're going to get. So, yeah. um, 
anyone that's planning to run for national leadership, district leadership, community organizations, um, you have to think about the people. You have to think about those 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 workers, those people that make this organization run every day, this student-based organization. These are people that's that's paying all this money to be a part of this organization. Like we have to put that in mind. Like this is a student organization. So their input needs to value. You need to listen. That listening skill, it, it works. And I'm I, I'm very thankful that I can honestly listen to a lot of brothers within my district and yeah. be sincere and have an understanding, be compassionate of where they're coming from and not just being biased to one side. Yeah. But listening to all sides. Yeah. Oh, I mean, both just incredibly powerful, both just very, very deep in um I don't know if you're both putting me in blast and saying that I need to work on those things or not. <laughs> just kidding. No, um, no, it's just both such wonderful, wonderful lessons that, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's some things that it's, you know, things that we hear, but it, it's good to be reminded of, especially when things are so chaotic, when it's so easy to do, to, to cut the corners. It's so easy to hide behind policies and procedures it's so easy to say, no, we can't. It's so easy to say, sorry, not right now. Um, it's really easy to, you know, look past the good and focus on the negative. And it's so, so easy just to kind of think about how things could go wrong. And with that listening um, skill that Tarche mentioned, and with, with everything that Nicole mentioned as well of, of, of her advice for, for people looking at leadership is that like, it starts with what you can do and that impact that you can make. And it just happens that these two individuals on this call right now do have a title, but I, I am positive that even before they held these titles, that they were making these same impacts. Now they just have a, a bigger stage and uh, a platform to do it. So, um, Nicole Tarshi, I just wanted to say thank you both so much once again for joining us today. And on behalf of the fraternity and the national council, we truly do appreciate you and admire all that you do um, and that you're continuing to do to promote musicianship, leadership, and service. Now, look, the Bay Act and Apple on this call. Um, so I just want to say huge thanks to our listeners for joining us today. If you had, uh, if, we, if you like this episode, then please share and suggest our podcast series to another brother today and subscribe if you haven't already done so. I know that Nicole is catching up on her episode as well. So waiting for uh, for Shay to, uh, to sub subscribe. <laughs> um, so, you know, we, we do this not to hear ourselves talk. Uh, and actually it's quite terrible to hear yourself, um, you know, recorded. So, uh, you know, we do this really to share insight that could be meaningful to you. Um, but we also need your help in finding topics to cover and brothers to join me um, as guests on this show. So if you have any suggestions, please reach out to me at bongco at kkside.org. That's B-A-N-G at K-K-P-S-I or B-A-N-G-C-O at K-K-P-S-I.org. Thanks again for joining us on KKSide Presents. My name is Bongco, your host, and I wish you all much love today. And as always, A-E-A. -E